For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com this is the last minute blues podcast with jeff burton donnie fandango and former blues defenseman jamie rivers it is the last minute blues podcast donnie fandango jeff burton jamie rivers now gentlemen now gentlemen now this is a big show just because anytime that we get together for a podcast it's good times Uh but specifically today is a monumental day in the history of the last minute blues podcast gentlemen we have a sponsor. Wow! All right, we have a sponsor. So a gigantic. We're all getting rich. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? where's the money coming? Yeah, out? where does that happen? No. Where's all the right. cash out button? I so this is where we get rich. So this is so this is it. So the official sponsor of the Last Minute Blues podcast. It's brought to you by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Yeah, baby. Boom. Boom. So, now listen, we got to read this two more times during the podcast so that they get what they paid for, so you guys can't let me forget that. Okay. Okay, do you have to read it, though, because you struggle with it? (laughs) I did not struggle with it. That was was laborious. I watched you, and- how many times did you practice that? First of all, first of all, first of all, jerk! I didn't practice it at all. Second you of all, tell. the reason that I had trouble with it is because it's so goddamn dim in here because I can't see anything because I'm old. So it had more to do with the lighting in here than actually being able to read. Wise ass, you great to have, have you here, Jamie. Nice to see you. Forty years of radio, you couldn't have memorized that line. Forty, forty, four, sorry, thirty-five. All right, fine, man. So I thank used, you to Together Credit Union. I love. I used to love it when he was in on the podcast. That's really going out the window. There are two things. First of window. First of all, thank you to Together (laughs) Credit Union. We appreciate it. We've been doing this podcast since 1987. Right. We finally got. And please don't think we only need one sponsor. We have so much more room for other sponsors. Yeah, we can. Lots of segments we're going to add and special guests we're going to have that are going to be sponsored by. Could be you. Could be Could you. Be Could you. be you. Could be you. So, gentlemen, how we doing? Everybody, you guys doing all right? Even yeah. after the, the Cardinal game, everybody hanging yeah. in there all right? I'm sad. I'm sad for a number of reasons because I really wanted the Cardinals to just get into the playoffs, get past that wild card, pull that one last David and Goliath moment against the Dodgers, and they were so close. Jeff, they were so close. They were so So close. close. They were so close and then they had an accountant being their manager. (laughs) I I mean, guys, I... Blanket statement, but uh, I mean, do you put him in there right there with that particular picture right then and there? I'll I'll tell you this, that... I just wish Jack Flaherty would have been available. Oh, wait, uh, he was. I wouldn't have done that either, though. Jack Flaherty wouldn't have been my call. I would have liked to give Jack Flaherty a clean slate. Nobody on the bases. Uh, Reyes with guys on the bases, his last 14 runners that he's inherited, 10 of them have scored. Not great. So if no. you don't like people on base, bring him out there because he clear, clears them out. <laughs> he certainly does. Yeah. He certainly does. I would have went in a different direction. Um, you had Henesis Cabrera, who is an absolute monster, and you had him on the bench. And he stayed there, and he was one of your top three the entire season. Actually, you called him one of the big three, and you didn't get to him. 
What about this Garcia guy? I don't know his the barber. I don't know his Man. numbers, but he looks very intimidating. He okay. Backstory: very Lee Smithy. He's been unbelievable. Backstory too. on Luis Garcia: He's my new favorite player, by the way. I have Joe Kelly. I know he plays. He's, the Dodgers. he's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I love you. Joe wear Kelly. a mariachi jacket. You're in by me to the White House. You're in by You've me. You've been saying that for years. <laughs> he's so many. He's so many levels of awesome. Uh, unfortunately, plays for the Dodgers now, but whatever. Uh, but Luis Garcia, his story is he played for a number of years and he was up and down and all around. And then he left and went back to the Dominican Republic and was a barber for a couple of years. Literally cutting hair in the Dominican Republic and then decided I'm going to make a try and make a comeback here. A couple of minor league deals in and out, up and down. And again, he was kind of bought out of his contract or cut, whatever you want to call it. And John Mosellock said, eh, we need a barber. Bring him on in. Bring and on the in. rest is history. Wow. This guy has gone on to be incredible. Um, he did his job last night. He, he got him out of one inning and got him through the next. Like, he did his job. Yeah. He did a great job. I, there's a couple things I would have liked to change. I don't think Adam Wainwright should have been batting. And yeah. when you have Harrison Bader on first, you have an opportunity to take a lead. I know you have two outs, but Adam Wainwright, like, why? Go to a pinch hitter at that point. You knew runs were going to be at a premium for runs that Runs are going to be a premium. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you had Scherzer, who was not on his game. No, yeah. he was already out of the game at oh, that point. Oh, at that point he was out of the game? And so I text the guys from the fast lane. I'm like, you have to pinch it for Wayno here. And, of course, I got some pushback from sure. BT. And like Anthony. he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> what does he know, right? Not like he has a World Series ring or <laughs> right. anything. Yeah. Um, but I just said, okay, fine, guys. But if Adam Wainwright doesn't finish the next inning as the pitcher – this will be a huge mistake. Yeah. What happened? He went one more batter and then they yanked him. I, I just you know when you like, ha- so why do you leave him in? Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna let him go one more batter, why do you leave him in? Pull him out, get a pinch hitter. You had Lars Newtbar who has been playing really well, left handed bat, could have helped you out big time there. Maybe he hits one, maybe he gets a hold of one. And now you're up three one. Now you go to the bullpen, which you did anyways. It didn't make sense. feel like you burned an opportunity there. I really feel like, and we've talked a little bit about this off the air, but I really feel like, and this is an easy thing to do the day after a loss like that, I really do not feel like Mike Schilt is the right guy to be the manager for this team. I don't think that it's his fault necessarily last night that it didn't happen because there were other opportunities the Cardinals had. But well, they had 11 runners in scoring position. Somebody's got to hit the ball. Right. Somebody named Tyler O'Neill and Nolan Arenado yeah. who went 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position, they've got to hit a ball. But do you? Th- but is he the guy to lead this team to the next level? I don't know, Donnie. You listen to the guys talk about him. They love him. Well, they must because they went on an 18-game run late in the but, season so I, when they thought they were out of it. As much as I like to critique certain decisions at certain times— the guys love him. Goldschmidt, Arenado, Bader, like to a man, they all have his back. Mm-hmm. That usually tells you something yeah. about that individual. It tells you where he's ranked in the locker room, too. Like if you, if you want to really compare apples to apples here a little bit, look at a guy like Urban Meyer. Oh, God. First of all, who they can't – the players are trying to lock the door and keep him out, and then you have somebody like Mike Schilt where the players have his back every single time something goes wrong. They're like – we got his back. Like he's our guy. We love Mike Shield. He's doing the right things. He's so you so. He's to, got the locker room. You kind of have to listen to the players sometimes. Boy, that Urban Meyer thing is nuts. I, I heard a couple Donnie, of uh, he had cold hands. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to. Warm she him apparently up. had a cold butt. Yeah, um, it's a friction thing. I heard a couple of his players interviewed. I asked the question about Urban Meyer on the way in this morning on one one, mm-hmm. and I mean they're just like. He's uh, my coach, and uh, I certainly do trust him. 
I mean, not around my spouse, but I trust him. Or my I kids, mean, or yeah. neighbors' kids, or, or with or the bar any college tab, age or girl that's attractive. Anything like that. You know, when they do oh, somebody, and I know we need to get to hockey here, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. uh, oh this is hockey. Somebody, <laughs> made, somebody really did make a, a point an NFL coach who, if you think about Dick Vermeil when he was here, uh, and all of these coaches would spend the night in their office because they're constantly going over tape and constantly being around all the other coaches and all the other players and everything. And this dude didn't even fly back with his team. He stayed to spend time with his grandkids. Uh, I was grandkids. I was like, that's a pretty tight not, relationship. Guess what? <laughs> guess what? You're not supposed weird. to do that to your grandkid. <laughs> that's so weird. Right? But then at this point, I don't know. I think more than anything else, man, the question that I had, Jamie, about this is like, once the locker room is lost, mm. which we assume that the Jacksonville locker room is long gone. Oh, it's, yeah. Is it even possible for the coach to get it back? Not really. Not at the professional level. Like, guys, like, doesn't matter what happens from here on out. The ownership's probably looking at it going, well, we suck anyways, right? <laughs> right yeah. We got Trevor Lawrence. Uh, let's go get the number one pick again next year. Because we suck anyways. We'll leave Urban Meyer as the head coach. We'll implode. It is what it is. We'll talk to our leadership group. We'll tell them that greater things are coming. And we'll reboot the computer as we get closer to the offseason. That's kind of where I'd be as the owner. Yeah. Is we're not going to win anything anyway. Let's go get another great pick and kind of go from there. Have you been on a team that the coaches lost you? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 Mike Keenan is the Mike first Keenan, name that that, yeah. that that comes to mind. Yeah, absolutely. He lost the locker room when you have the the greatest player to ever put on skates. Wow, you really like yourself. Thank you, Jeff. I think he was talking about Gretzky. Oh, oh, yeah, Gretz- yeah, yeah. Wayne, right? Donnie, Wayne. No, actually, I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> uh, my apologies, Jamie. Sorry, man. <laughs> now that you bring it up, yeah, Gretzky was here too. And uh, when when Wayne Gretzky basically says, "Yeah, there's no way I'm coming back here again," and he had one of his best friends, Brett Hull, here. He had uh, his family here. Heck, he still has a house here. His yeah. wife is from this area. So how bad do you think it could be to have that? Gretz is a great guy, too. Very go-with-the-flow type guy. For him to declare, nah, no, I'm not going back. I'd rather uproot again than go through that. And then obviously all the the kerfuffle, we'll call it, with taking the C off of Holly and then the, the trading of Brendan Shanahan, the trading of Kelly Chase, the trading of Curtis Joseph, like fan favorites that he knew would cause a stink. He he had lost in the locker room. This is Keenan, right? You're talking about? Yeah. You had guys shooting pucks at him during practice. No, that was Babcock. Oh, was that Babcock? I thought it was Keenan. Yeah, somebody shot a puck at Babcock. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said somebody. Yeah, that right. guy may have gotten traded to Phoenix that next day. So last <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, and who was the head coach? <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. <Wayne Gretzky. laughs> so, you know, I know that with preseason games, you know, you kind of take stuff with a grain of salt. Um, a bit, but Blues winning last night three to nothing. The the last I looked, and then when the game was over, they lost four to three. So even as a preseason game, you still don't gotta love that. No, you don't love it, that's for sure. But it starts to give you a little bit of clarity about certain players or certain situations, anyways. And it, it's preseason. Okay. I don't really read into it too okay. too much. Uh, so nobody's having a bad day over there today because well, of there's that guys that have a bad day because there's like six guys that were sent down to the minors. Um, yeah, and I, and I want to go through a little bit of that when you're ready. Yeah, um, and so they're having a bad day, but it doesn't necessarily mean they had a bad night last night. A lot of this stuff is predetermined, mm-hmm. and a lot of guys who played last night it was predetermined that they were going to be headed down to Springfield today. So even if they scored three goals. 
they were still predetermined to be headed to the minors. Or if they had a goal, an assist, and a fight, yeah. they still get sent down to I love that guy, man. I want to see him and, and, and Dakota Joshua just wreck things. <laughs> just, and listen, Nathan Walker will get a chance again this year. But he's like, he's that guy that he's a tweener player. He's not quite good enough to play every single night on your roster in the NHL. Uh, but he's too good to spend the whole year in the minors. And so he's that guy that you reward by giving him a really heavy two-way contract. And what I mean by that is I think he makes like $300,000 in the minors this year. So he's got a guarantee. He's got a seven fifty in the NHL and a guarantee of $300,000, I think, two fifty to 300000 in the minors, which is an exorbitant amount for a minor league player. Do we need to worry about any of these guys clearing waivers? Because it says here they all have to clear waivers. Do we have to worry about that? You always have to. You I mean, are have... you concerned about that, I guess uh, I should say. Like, with what about a guy like uh, like like St- Santini? A guy who's a depth defenseman, not somebody that'll probably be up here anytime soon unless there's an injury, mm-hmm. but can probably provide important depth for somebody. A guy like Santini, the uh, Rosen kid. Cal, he Cal was, Rosen? Cal Rosen, Callie Rosen. Cal. He's a really good player, too. There is always a level of concern, but the good thing is about, about is they can only get one. Of your players, right? So, like, they can't just come and swoop in. So, they can't take all six of these guys. (laughs) Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks, Blues. Yeah. um, But it's a risk you have to take. I mean, at some point, once a guy gets to be three years of pro hockey under his belt or 25 years old in general, this is what you have to deal with. And even guys on one-way contracts would have to clear waivers to go to the minors, which means they're available, too. It is what it is. This is why you have evaluated the situation. And the one thing about the start of the season – is that usually everybody's happy with their roster. They're going to give their own kids a chance. They're going to give their own you know, depth guys a chance. So when you send guys through waivers at the start of the season like this, a lot of, most of the time they slide through because everybody's got what they think is a great lineup. Very good. a month or two in, things can be different. All right. Uh, again, we want to get to the sponsor. Thank you, Jeff. Uh-huh. Uh, Last Minute Blues podcast brought to you by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. So w- there's one more preseason game left, I believe. Or is there two? One more. One more there's left. One more. So talk about that. It seems like there is a a pretty long time between the last preseason game and the first game of the year. So kind of what happens in that interim with the guys? Like, you know, what's going on as the season's getting ready to start? Kind of talk about that timing as a player. Well, what happens usually is you'll try to get your last cuts done on the weekend. And most of the time it's a day off where you have everybody, nobody around the rink except for the guys that you're going to talk to. You have them scheduled to come in and see the coaching staff. That way it's not like you're packing your gear in front of the whole locker room and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and then there'll be some stragglers. There'll be some guys that they're going to look at probably in the next couple of days afterwards and evaluate. Are they guys that can p- still play here? Like, can they make a difference on this team? And they'll ride that out right to the wire. And then I think it's two days before the first regular season game. Yeah, 48 hours, I believe. You have to have your salary cap compliant roster set. And so that's when you'll have the last cuts and whatnot. And speaking of people moving around and stuff, you did, I heard your show yesterday, and damn it anyway, I did text him too. Remember when we said we shouldn't text? I texted. Uh, Anyway, you you brought up uh, Phil Kessel. Yeah. Who is, uh, without a shirt on, he looks like he plays in the Thursday Beer League. 
Uh, but That's the way I like my hell guys. of a <laughs> That's how I like my forwards. Uh, success in the league. He wants out of yeah. Arizona. Uh-huh. You thought it might be a good fit here, maybe. Maybe an incredible fit here. It would be an incredible fit here. Uh, Phil Kessel played incredible under Rick Tockett, both in Pittsburgh and in Arizona. Craig Berube is a carbon copy, or Rick Tockett is a carbon cut. Co- whatever you want to do, however you want to compare your coaches, very, very similar. I think Phil Kessel, one, he's got a lot of speed. One, he is a threat to score off the rush all the time. Is he in great shape? No. He never has been, but he scores 30 goals a year. Right. 30 goals a year. Look at his stats. Does he just have an amazing wrist shot? Is that what his— He's got a crazy quick release. He has a lot of speed and quickness. It's To look at him, you wouldn't think that he could even walk up the stairs, but this guy can move. Dude, and then when you see him shoot the puck, it's— yeah, I mean, it's it gone is, it's gone. Is it, isn't there an Armstrong in each camp here, too? There is. Yeah. Not does, related. Does that, but, oh, they're not related? No, I don't think no, so. I thought they were. No. I, th- I thought I No, they're not even distant cousins, I Jeff. went. To, I went to a family reunion with Doug Armstrong. I, I could have sworn I saw the other guy. Yeah. No. 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 One, you weren't invited to that. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't shouldn't say, have been there. I didn't say I was yeah. invited. I Army said I was went. not happy about that. And, the, uh, other, the other one is, is, is the Armstrong. He's a Pennsylvania Dutch Armstrong, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, different. Yes. Okay. Way different. Way different. Okay. Correct, so, yeah. so there's an Armstrong in each camp, but they're not related. So that won't help, is what you're Doesn't saying, help. right? But you know what does help, Jeff, <laughs> is that even though they're not related, they have worked together before, right here in St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. That's the connection I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah. So you're no, saying they know each other's phone numbers? Is what no, you're it saying. totally was. He, he came from here. Yes, he yeah. did, Jeff. He was the assistant to him. Yeah. So Crayon that's the part son of son of a gun. You. What about Froelich not making the uh, not making <laughs> the roster? I'm not surprised. He didn't do anything. Okay. He had a great, and you were excited about him. At I first, was. Well, I thought you? he was yeah. a really good all-around player, but he didn't show anything. Yeah. And so when you have a stage to perform on, and you go out there and you don't perform, then what yep. are you going to do, right? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised to to hear about that. But the Kessel thing is intriguing. He makes six point eight million on the cap. You have a guy here that makes seven point five million on the cap. The Arizona Coyotes have cap space. They certainly love to bury salary cap on their roster. It would take someone to say, hey, I would love to go to Arizona because they have that in their contract where they have to agree to it. I don't think he would. Yeah, yeah no. But I sure would like that swap. Sure. Since, sure yeah. would be since, fun. Since he, they're brothers, maybe he ain't going talk. to the desert. He's no. not going you to the desert. You don't think so, huh? Sure would be fun. It would be, it would be great, but he's not going to the desert. take care man. of a lot of things. Do you think, real quickly, uh, do you think everything, all the goodwill that's happened since training camp started has helped or hurt the situation as far as getting him out of here? Uh, it's helped. It's helped. Oh, it's helped, yeah. And, and you know, a couple of articles, Tom Timmerman from the Post-Dispatch, Lou Korak from NHL.com, uh, posting comments from Craig Berube just saying, you know, how great Vladimir Tarasenko has been. He was in great shape, and he, he's got a lot of jump. He's he got a great attitude, showing leadership. All of this stuff is starting to... To build up the portfolio sure, again. Yeah. And Vladdy helping himself, too. He's had a good, strong preseason. He's had a couple of points, a goal, a couple of assists. He looks like he's giving a crap out there. That's going to help, too, build up the portfolio again. So two two ways to look at it. I, it's a win-win for me because if you get Vladdy playing like he can, then your team's going to win hockey games. He's going to be a very effective player for your hockey club, and maybe you don't have to worry about anything that all of a sudden, everybody's happy again because guess what? Winning solves a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But if he's still unhappy and he's playing like that, that's an easy player to trade. Every team in the league wants a healthy Vladimir Tarasenko playing the way he can because obviously he's very dynamic. 
I'll tell you one thing I really liked, and we got to unfortunately wrap up here because I got to get back in the studio. But what? one of the you have one another of the job, <laughs> one of the best. I thought parts. we were getting paid now. <laughs> I thought one of the coolest parts of watching the baseball game last night was seeing the NHL advertising during the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, like, I, I, and, and you know, man, I know I'm a hockey fan that just wants to see it spread far and wide, but that can only help. You know what I mean? That kind of of placement of the game can really only help. And I, it's a little old school because back in the day they used to do that. They used to care. You know what I mean? Then ESPN drops hockey for poker, right, or cricket. something to that, or cricket. Yeah, yeah. either one. Cricket, crickets. Oh, there's a, a corn a cornhole. They show those on. That there can be too? exciting though, Donnie. Yeah, it can be. What? Oh, you're talking about that. Never mind. You're talking about the sports. <laughs> All right, everybody. That is the Last Minute Blues podcast. We will be back next Monday as we get closer to the 2021-2022 NHL season. The Last Minute Blues podcast brought to you by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, Last Minute Blues podcast. As always, let's go Blues. The Last Minute Blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.